Welcome to Post Game with Paul Golden, a sports and faith podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly. Thanks for joining us. Today, our guest is professional basketball player J.C. Shaw. J.C. is a member of the NBA's Utah Jazz G League team. The former Gatorade Player of the Year will share his career path from outstanding high school athlete to the collegiate ranks of Division I basketball and being drafted by the Salt Lake City Stars of the G League. This faithful follower of Jesus Christ will share spiritual lessons of dealing with adversity and his focus on being humble, hungry, and hardworking. Be sure to stay tuned to the very end for a fun fast break with J.C. Shaw. Now here's your host of the Post Game Podcast, Paul Golden. Hey, thank you, Tim. J.C. Shao is our special guest today. J.C. is a member of the NBA Utah Jazz, their G League team. And the G League team there is the Salt Lake City Stars. J.C. was an outstanding athlete in high school, both in basketball and in football. He was named the Gatorade Player of the Year in 2014, which is a pretty big deal. He then went on after his high school career to play at Bucknell uh, before transferring to uh, Binghamton University. And then following his collegiate career, uh, joined the Omaha's Finest, which is the TBL League, uh, this past summer, 2021. And now he's, uh, he's drafted, a third-round draft pick of uh, the Salt Lake City Stars. And uh, now he's currently in the G League with uh, his eye on the NBA. So, J.C. Shaw, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me on and uh, really excited to, to get to talk with you. Well, you're the only guest I've ever had that I've actually known my entire life. I <laughs> friends with your dad and mom. And I remember when you were born and it's neat for me as an older guy to see a young man like you grow up here in our community and go on to do kind of bigger and better things, kind of living out your dream. So speaking of that, tell us about your family, where you grew up and uh, just some background on that. Sure. I've grown up in the Clark Summit, Pennsylvania, Northeast PA area for um, basically the entire time that I was under the the roof, so to speak, of, of my family before going off to college. And uh, my mom and dad did move up to upstate New York for a few years while I was in college. But um, home for me has always been Northeast PA and uh, grew up with five brothers and sisters. And uh, what a blessing that was to be able to um, have a big family and and it's been very cool now as we're getting older and everybody's kind of going their own separate direction and separate path. But um, just the, the bond that we, uh, that we still share from growing up in a big family and something that I'm forever grateful for. Not only a big family, an athletic family, both your mom and dad played uh, Division Three basketball at the uh, then Baptist Bible College, now Clark Summit University. Uh, your siblings are athletic as well. What was it like growing up in a, not only an athletic family, but your dad was a basketball coach, the coach's kid. Tell us about that experience. I loved it. I, I'm really grateful for the experience that I had with having my dad as a coach and I think the best way that I could describe it is it made me develop a love for the game of sports and then more specifically basketball. Um, Cause that was a way to hang out with, with my dad. And um, you know, there's pictures of me, my dad's cleaning the gym floor on the, you know, the Zamboni machine and I'm sitting on top of there, like on the steering wheel, or I'm like walking behind him as he's sweeping the floor, just like those childhood memories that I have of being in an empty gym and just hanging out with my dad. That, that's something that's very special to me. And I, I think it's special to him as well 
to have that connection. Um, and then as far as like being an athletic family, I think it's just something that we all enjoyed but with both my parents being uh, involved in athletics. Um, and then, as you know, my dad's a very competitive human being. So everything is a competition to him. Uh, Absolutely. But um, so that kind of drove us into, I think, a more competitive venue and things that we were able to compete in. And athletics is one of those things. We never tried to just do things just to do them because, hey, we're athletes. This is what we're going to do. Um, my parents did a really good job of instilling in us the importance of using the gifts and abilities that God's given you to bring glory to him. For me, that's the motivation that I had to get into sports and to go as hard as I could at whatever sport I was doing, or whether it was schoolwork or whether it was memorizing Bible verses at church for the Iwana program, or, you know, you wanted to get the most that you could um, because that was a way to bring honor and glory to the Lord. So I'm grateful that my parents not only helped us get involved in things that kind of suited our scratch that competitive itch, but um, they related it well as a, as a way to talk about our faith and a way to live out our faith. And, and that's something that we can do to, to bring glory to the Lord is, is use the gifts and abilities he's given us. It was neat to see you as a young kid, as well as your brothers, especially kind of sitting on the end of the bench while your dad coached these college games and going on the bus on away games and just the friendships you have with many of your dad's players. Talk about those relationships. Cause it's neat to see on Twitter, them following you and seeing kind of seeing them uh, applaud you and encourage you talk, talk about that relationship with those guys. I feel like it's a really unique situation where I'm the oldest of my siblings, but I feel like I grew up with <laughs> a number of, of big brothers um, because of how kind and gracious my dad's players were with me. And as I was just a little squirt running around and I'm sure I annoyed them at some points, but yeah, no, I'm really grateful. I think it's a unique uh, dynamic and a unique relationship that uh, I was able to have with some of my dad's players. And I always look at them, a, a number of them, lots of them as the big brothers that I never had. You know, my dad cultivated a family relationship with the team. And I think that trickled down into them being accepting. I mean, players were over at our house and, you know, the bonding and, and the camaraderie, they were doing film sessions at the house. I'm really grateful to have had the, those guys and, and the relationships that we've been able to build and they continue to, to build into me. And, and whether it's a phone call here or checking up on me on social media, you know, sending me a text message and we talk back and forth. And I'm, I'm extremely grateful for that. You were a standout athlete in the basketball arena, but also in football. Do you ever look back with regret, like maybe, maybe I should have gone to college and played football, like for Penn State or something? Do you ever have those thoughts? Are you happy um, where you're at? Uh, I wouldn't say I look back with regret, but I do, I do reflect sometimes, and I miss football. I love the game and really enjoyed playing it, and I enjoy watching it now. Um, I think that's what gets me so passionately into, you know, being a fan of, of some of my favorite football teams. But um, I'm also very grateful and, and thankful to be where I'm at. Uh, I've had a unique journey with some adversity uh, throughout my basketball playing career since I left high school, um, as far as battling the injury bug and, and dealing with some of the different physical and mental challenges that, that come with that. But the Lord uses things in our lives to make us more like him. If we allow ourselves to submit to his plan and to um, really just try to figure out what it is I'm supposed to be learning from the situation rather than 
being upset at the, at the current state of a situation. So um, I think that the lessons that I've learned through um, the decisions that God has led me to, um, whether it was to play basketball over football in college or which schools to attend, um, I, I did transfer schools. So, I mean, all those decisions and those factors that led up to them have brought me to this point. And I think it would be arrogant of me to not be grateful for the lessons I've learned along the way and to just be appreciative of, of God's journey and how he's used me to hopefully have a positive impact on others. You mentioned your journey along the way. You met a special uh, young lady and uh, tell us about Callie. Sometimes when you meet people, uh, you feel like if you were to put a puzzle together, one piece meshes completely perfect with the other piece. And that's how I feel about Callie. And I hope that she feels the same way about me. Yeah. So we met um, in midway through our freshman year of college. Now we did not attend the same schools, but Callie attended Baptist Bible College, which was near and dear to my heart and right in our backyard. Um, and then I was at Bucknell at the time. And so we ended up meeting up and, um, Throughout the second semester of our freshman year, I started to, quote unquote, take more trips home to see the family. And uh, that helped us get to know each other a little bit more um, through that second semester of our freshman year. And we dated for all the way through college and then got married right after graduation. Been married for a little over two years now. And uh, God has just recently blessed us with uh, a child. So we haven't had the baby yet, but um, she's expecting. I can't believe it's been two years since you've been married, but congratulations. This is the first I've heard that. That's exciting about the the new arrival. So best Thank wishes you. on that. You played at Bucknell before transferring uh, to Binghamton, which was only an hour from your home in Northeast PA and uh, played there, had a successful collegiate career. Tell us about, you know, you've been working your dream to play professionally. Just in, in a nutshell, you know, from the time you left Binghamton to the G League, what did you do in between? Like, what was the the waiting? What was the process? What have you been doing in that that two year interim? I graduated from Binghamton. It would have been in 2019, and so the summer of 2019, I was preparing to enter the G League, and I would spent a month training out in Sacramento, California, with a partner of my agent, who has like a connection where he's the agent, and then a guy out in Sacramento does like a lot of the training. And so I spent some time out there and I came back to the East coast to uh, get married and I started getting some pain in my Achilles tendon. And so I took some time off, started, tried to kind of ramp back up again after the wedding and was not doing well. So long story short, I ended up having like chronic Achilles tendonitis or Achilles tendinopathy where the tissue just it wasn't responding to the conservative treatment that we were doing. Conservative being like non-invasive, so you know a lot of massage and Graston technique, physical therapy, strengthening, all that stuff. It, it, I for some reason I wasn't responding well to it. Um, wasn't getting the the relief that I needed in order to play. So that turn we turn the calendar year. I'm basically missing the whole most of the season trying to get healthy and. Around like January, early late January, early February of 2020, um, make the decision to you know what we're we're going to just get surgery on this and have it surgically repaired. I'd never ruptured my Achilles tendon, but you know I was not in the physical condition that I needed to be in in order to play competitive basketball. 
So we make the decision to get the surgery. Surgery is scheduled for March 9th of 2020. And if that month and year mean anything to people, uh, I think COVID. on March, March 11th, I think the entire world shut down. And um, so that was two days after I had had surgery. During that time, though, uh, while I was doing PT and trying to get healthy before I had surgery, I'd been working at Riverfront Sports down in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, as just a basketball trainer, I was like an employee for the, the, the AAU organization, which I played for, um, as a high school student and, um, just doing individual trainings, one-on-one, you know, groups of two, three, four, uh, I was doing basketball clinics, like with big groups, doing a little bit of coaching, helping out at, you know, uh, AAU practices and things of that nature. So just basically trying to be a resource and get as many hours as I could down there um, without being super committed because I wanted to eventually, you know, leave out of town and, and go to a play for someone. Um, so I get the surgery. I'm doing the PT. It, it was a long recovery and I was eventually cleared to return to play around the turn of 2021. All told after the surgery, it was probably like a year before mm-hmm. I was like, playing competitively pick up. I joined, I joined in a men's league. So to try to like play and kind of get my legs back underneath me. And then while still working at riverfront as a trainer and coach, and I was doing AU coaching. And then in the spring of 2021, I had an opportunity to play in the TBL, the, the basketball league <laughs> TBL. And, um, for a team in Omaha, Nebraska for a guy that I had met through, working out in Sacramento, California, he and I share the same agent. So he had started up a team for this league, the TBL, and he asked me to come and play for him. And so I did, it was a perfect fit. Like I needed the exposure. I needed the chance to play competitive basketball. And it was during the off season where I could kind of put some things on tape that were recent that didn't include, um, you know, two years of gap in between since I had last played. So my wife and I, we went out there in the end of March and came back in the beginning of July. The season was about three and a half months. And then we had just been in the Scranton area for the last, uh, from the the middle of July to the end of October or the middle of October until the G League draft. We had, you know, I went and did a couple of tryouts and did some showcases to try to earn a contract overseas ended up enrolling my name into the G league draft and was fortunate to be selected by the stars. And I had a chance to come out here and and earn a roster spot in training camp. So that's kind of been the last two years of, of our journey together since we got married. And like, since graduation, it's kind of been, I got a taste of like working a real job and like (laughs) what that's like. And uh, I did get a a chance to coach. I enjoyed the, the opportunity to coach. And that was, that was really fulfilling on two ends at one to like kind of dip my toe in the water and get a sense of something new and something that I might be interested in after playing. But also I think it helped me as a player because when you have to teach someone, you, you're learning more yourself as well. And then you can try to apply those same things to your own self when, when you're struggling with something, you know, if I was teaching somebody about shooting, you know, and like, Hey, don't get frustrated because I struggle with the same thing. So uh, just hang in there and, and keep at it. <laughs> It's great to see your progression of kind of living out your dream. And I, I was explaining to someone recently, the G League is basically you're one step away from the NBA, much like AAA would be to a major league baseball team. So you're there, you're with other players that 
you know, Dwayne Wade's son, Zaire, you're playing with guys from Kansas and Syracuse, some big name division one powerhouses. So it's neat to see a JC Shaw from Abington Heights, Binghamton university, making it that far. And we're hoping that you take the next step. I, I know basketball is super important to you and your family, but even more so is your, your faith in Jesus Christ. Can you, can you tell us about how you came to faith in Jesus Christ? I came to know the Lord as my personal savior between my third and fourth grade years. I was probably 10 years old at the time. Um, and I had grown up in a Christian home. My mom and dad, strong Christian believers. Um, they, we went to church. I, I knew the, the verses and everything. But I, the reason I say that it was between my third and fourth grade years is because um, that was a time when I really began to comprehend and, and understand what exactly it meant to be saved. And it wasn't just a, a ticket to heaven and a ticket out of hell, but um, more importantly, it was a relationship with, with the Lord and, and with Jesus Christ and understanding what he has done for me. And another thing that stands out to me in, in that time when I accepted Christ was uh, I was going to a Christian school at the time. I attended Summit Baptist Academy from kindergarten through third grade. And then uh, I was going to be going to the public school system at Abington Heights uh, in, in that transitional year. Just talking through things with my parents and understanding like, hey, you're not going to be learning the same things at school and you're going to be exposed to different things. And it's important to know what you believe and why you believe it. It was during Defender Basketball Camp in the summer. Um, it's actually my dad had been speaking at the camp uh, and he gave like a salvation uh, message, salvation sermon, um, something along those lines. And, uh, just really spoke to me and I went home with my mom and, and then my dad came home later and, and I just said, you know, I want to, I want to accept the Lord as my savior. Um, I'd probably done it in the past, but from that point on, you know, I, it was, it was my own, it was my own decision. It was something that, that meant a lot to me. And, um, so I came to know the Lord at that time, but then you're still an elementary school kid. So growing up, quite honestly, I know there's a lot of different situations where uh, people might prefer certain types of education over others. Um, but, but being able to grow up and go to the public school, I think it strengthened my faith because um, I, I had the opportunity to live it out. And maybe, maybe, I, maybe it meant I looked a little differently than some of the kids or, you know, I did different things, but people were very well receptive of it and, and res respected my decisions because the Lord just uh, genuinely was, was, was with me. And, you know, he was, he's in me, he's a part of me. And uh, I'm, it's something that I'm still growing and learning to this day, as you know, right. It's, it's nothing. We're never there. We, we never, like Paul says in Philippians, I press on toward the goal, right? Not because I feel like I've attended, attained it yet, but uh, I keep pressing on toward the goal and, and that's to become more and more like Jesus Christ. It's almost like a standard that we'll, we won't be able to reach, but when we have, we have him as a part of us, we can live out some of the things that he wants us to and, and glorify him with our actions and our, our words here on earth. So that's, that's how I came to know the Lord. JC, how has your faith influenced the way you play? I mean, you're a competitive, uh, gritty, hard-nosed, you know, love it kind of player. How do you juxtapose your faith in Christ with a uh, competitive spirit in your play? I think one feeds into the other. And what I mean by that is, ideally, I, I strive to have my faith influence everything that I do, whether it's playing basketball, 
and competing or whether it's the way that I treat my wife, Callie, um, or it's how I interact with my teammates, um, the decisions that I choose to make or not make. So from a sporting aspect, I, I look at it this way. Um, God's given me this opportunity. He's given me the passion and desire to um, pursue playing this game. And this is my opportunity to worship. This is my opportunity to live out my faith. And when I say live out my faith, like this is what he, I, I pray and try to get close to the Lord, keep my mind and my heart close to him and, and follow what I believe he wants me to do. So if I'm here and I'm doing this, this thing here, whatever it is right now, whether it's I'm eating or drinking, uh, I want to do that to the, to the honor and glory of God. So how, what's that look like for me? It's working hard, right? It's being a good teammate. It's being positive when other people might not be positive. It's trying to become the best version of myself in whatever it is that I'm doing so that I can lay that at the father's feet one day when my time here on this earth is done and be like, I did this for you. You know, thank you for what you did for me on the cross 2000 years ago and rising again from the dead. You know, thank you. This is what I want to, you know, live my life. And, and this is what I gave to try to, to try to please you with it. So I think it sounds great when I say it to you right here on this little podcast and conversations, but it's not easy when you're going through, you know, a third surgery on, uh, you're trying to get a do rehab and you're, or you're getting benched and you're not playing. And you know what I mean? Like that, that then it's really hard and you got to really live that out. So you, you yeah. have John, you have John three thirty on your Twitter profile. Why, why did you pick that verse? He must increase. I must decrease. I just think that that verse encapsulates what it means to be a believer. If I remember correctly, the context of that verse is, is John is saying to these people that want to like um, praise John the Baptist, because he's coming before Christ. And he's like, hold on now, hold on. It's not about me, right? There's one coming after me that's greater than I, right? And that's the one he's talking about Jesus. That's the one you need to be following. It's about him. He must increase. I must decrease. It just, it's stuck with me. I think like if I'm going to, you know, have an, a platform to, to share about my faith, right? Like that, let's make it about the main thing. Let's make it about Jesus Christ. Let's not make it about JC Shaw or, you know, how many great things that, that I can do. Right. I mean, there's sure. It doesn't mean I'm, I'm afraid to try to strive for excellence and, and do great things on this, on this earth. But at the end of the day, if I forget about who it's really about, and it's about Jesus, it's not about me. He must increase. I must decrease. So that's why I choose that verse. So good. We're This is uh, Post Game with Paul Golden podcast and uh, JC Shaw of the uh, NBA Utah Jazz G League team. The Salt Lake City Stars is with us. Uh, I've seen you have a t-shirt and I've heard you give us this talk about H3. What is H3? So H3 is an idea that we've come up with to try to build a little bit of a brand and build a business. So the three words that H3 stands for, or that they all start with the letter H, are humble, hungry, and hard work. Uh, well, hard work is two words, but the, the idea being, it kind of flows one down to the other. So starting with humility, right? Humble. If I'm humble, that means I have an accurate view of reality. I have an accurate view of myself, meaning I'm not too proud, right? I'm not 
doesn't mean I'm not confident, but I'm, I'm, I have humility. I understand where I fit in the picture of eternity, in the picture of what I'm able to do through Christ, only through Christ, right? Because if I rely on my own strength, then I'm not humble. So I have humility. I'm humble and I, I have an accurate view of myself. And out of that accurate view of myself comes the knowledge of, hey, I, I need to improve certain areas of my life. I, I'm not perfect. I need to strive to improve. And that leads to hunger. So hunger, it starts with H, but it really means it's, it's not as much like, oh, I'm starving. I need something to eat. But it's more like an inner drive and inner motivation to want to better myself, to want to improve on the things that I've identified through being humble that I need to improve at. And then flowing from that hunger and, and that motivation to improve comes the action of working hard, the action of hard work. So I figured, hey, that's a great, it's something that I, growing up, my mom and dad used to uh, talk to us about, hey, you know, if you want, how do you want to be known, right? Let be known as someone who's humble, hungry, and hardworking. And it, it just flows nice off the tongue. So my wife and I decided to start a little business and it's very like on the, on the ground, so to speak. We haven't even gotten off the ground, so, but we, we've made some t-shirts and just says H3 or H cubed or H to the third power, right? We're still playing around with, with how we want to present the logo. And so, yeah, uh, H3, humble, hungry, hard work. And I think it's a message that can spread the gospel, but I think it's also a message that can be spread in a, in a non-faith um, way. I mean, obviously faith is like the center of it, but um, there's other ways that you can motivate uh, people, uh, maybe, maybe people that don't believe, you know, in Jesus Christ at this time. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's, it's something that from a business perspective, uh, I'm just trying to navigate the waters of, of how to make myself marketable, um, have a good brand, something that, that I want to be associated with. And that is what H3 is or H cubed. It, it, it's about being humble, being hungry to improve and, and then working hard, having a hardworking spirit. That's excellent. Action. That's true. That's true for the little kid playing uh, Abington Youth Basketball League or the kid in high school or college trying to get to the next level. How, how can someone get a hold of that T-shirt? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, so uh, I just finished producing uh, a website so they can order through the website. It'll be in our show notes. Yep. You can go online just like you would order from Amazon or something like that. Uh, you just go online and you can... The one thing you'll have to do is you'll just have to put in like the notes section, like what size you would like, because I don't have a tab for the size. Um, and then we'll just, we'll ship it out to you. Also in my Instagram page, uh, in my bio, I have a link to the website as well. And you can see, you can see how bare bones it really is. Like I just wanted to get the points down of, Hey, what is this all about? Um, some ideas that I have for the future with H3 is I, I want to do a basketball camp next summer in the name of H3. I'll call it H cubed or H3 basketball camp. Um, and I want to share that message with all the kids that, that would attend the camp. Um, and then there's other ideas that I have of maybe in the future, depending on how big we can get it, you know, hosting a golf tournament and raising money for a scholarship for some kid to go to college. Uh, we could call it, you know, this student exemplifies what it means to be H3. And I think there's just a lot of good ways to give back to the community using that message of humble, hungry, hard work. But right now we just got shirts. So if you want to support hey. us, uh, just go online and, and go ahead and order some shirts and, and rep the gear and, and tell people about it. 
That's great. You can subscribe while you're doing that to the Post Game with Paul Golden podcast and then jump over on Instagram and Twitter and follow uh, JC Shaw. Hey, we usually close our podcast when we have different athletes and coaches on with uh, kind of a quick question. You give the first thing that comes to your mind. I call it the fast break since you're a 6'3 guard playing for the uh, Salt Lake City Stars. So you ready to play fast break with JC Shaw? Let's do it. All right. Favorite NBA team growing up? Boston Celtics. Your favorite sports hero as a kid? Tim Tebow. Uh, best piece of advice you've ever received? Deny yourself. Worst injury you've ever had, football or basketball? <laughs> the Achilles. <laughs> <laughs> Funniest teammate you've had? Maybe you can do one at the pro level, one at the college level, or in high school level, but who do you got? I think I'll go with Jerry Langan for high school football. Abington Heights? Mm-hmm. I think I'll go with... Uh, Jason Bamford for high school basketball. Okay. College, basketball. Who we got? Funniest teammate in college. Maybe John Rinaldi. Okay. So Bucknell or Binghamton? Uh, Binghamton. Okay. Yeah, we played together at Binghamton. And um, what about now in the G League? Nino Johnson. Nino Johnson. He's with the Stars. The best all-around athlete or the best basketball player you've played against, um, not on your team, but you've you played them. College. Mm-hmm. G League. Um, I think I would say Karis Levert. From he played at the University of Michigan, and okay. I was a I was at Bucknell. I think that, that he's probably the best player I've ever played against. Your go to late night stack. You come back from a game. You and Callie are on the couch. What's the JC Shaw go to snack? Probably some type of trail mix or nuts and almonds, that type of stuff. Oh, you're going healthy on us. Okay, I see how you're going there. Or chips and salsa. Okay. Chips and dip, chips and salsa. Speaking of food, this is always the big question. Are you a Chick-fil-A guy or a Popeye's guy? I'd be Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. All right. The most used app on your phone? The, uh, the, the messages, the texting. <laughs> your favorite, I call it your pump up, your game day song. What's that song in your, ear, your earbuds that you listen to to get ready for the game? Either... Chase That by Lecrae or Make War by Tadashi. Best basketball movie of all time. Either Hoosiers or Coach Carter. Best sports movie of all time. Not just basketball. Remember the Titans. The GOAT question. Michael Jordan or LeBron James? I never really got to see Jordan play live, so I'm going to go LeBron. I mean, he's the best player I've ever seen. Did you not watch the 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 Bulls? I watched I watched the last dance. I I loved every I loved it. Loved the documentary. But I understand like Jordan ran he was basically the producer for that whole thing. So it's it's not going to make him look bad in any sense. So, so who's my question is who would your dad say is the greatest? Jordan Michael or Jordan. Or? He would All say right. Michael Jordan, no doubt. He might even say Larry Bird. Well, that's that's debatable. We'll go with Jordan this <laughs> Hey, the biggest misconception about pro basketball you're in the g league hopefully nba someday what's the biggest misconception you think people think one way in reality it's not that case i think that especially at the g league level and pro athletes in general right i think people generally think that they have like this lavish lifestyle and some people definitely do but uh not everyone lives that way most memorable high school game football or basketball Football, beating Berwick in the district championship my junior year. Also my junior year, basketball, uh, making the the buzzer-beating shot at the CYC to beat Scranton Prep in the district playoffs. It's always a great day when we can beat Prep. 
<laughs> it sure is. <laughs> most sure me- is. Okay. Along that same line, what's your most memorable college game? Maybe you didn't win the game, but maybe mm-hmm. playing at the Barkley center or Michigan. What, what was that game? Uh, two that definitely come to mind are um, being able to have the game winning shot at the Barkley center. And then a couple of years earlier on my father's birthday, being able to have a career game and make a game winner to be central Connecticut state was definitely a, a memorable experience. The biggest spiritual. Also, also, also the Stony Brook playoff win. I'm, I'm not going to leave that one out. That was probably the best memory. That was uh, Binghamton. Binghamton. Binghamton yeah. Binghamton beating. We beat Stony Brook in the playoffs uh, conference tournament. And that was the first conference tournament win for Binghamton since they had won, you know, before the whole scandal happened. So mm-hmm. that was, that was a really a big deal for all of us. The biggest spiritual influence on your life. Who is that person? I'd say my dad. Your favorite Bible character and why? Like Joseph yeah. or Paul? Well, you know what? I would say Joseph. Okay. I would say Joseph now that you say that. Yeah. And, wh- and why would you say that? Because Joseph had to remain faithful through a lot of adversity. And he, he remained faithful. And he got blamed for things that he didn't even do. He got forgotten about. Um, but he stayed faithful to the Lord and the Lord stayed faithful to him. And, and he was able to save his entire family and the nation of Israel from that famine, you know, at the end of his life. So it's just some of the things that I've gone through in life with injuries and adversity uh, in the game. And he's always been an encouraging figure for me. And he always had good perspective when he reveals himself to the brothers and he says, Hey, what, what you intended for evil, God has meant for good. He, he has great perspective on his adversity. Favorite book in the Bible? Either Romans or James. Your favorite book other than the Bible? You have a favorite sports hmm. book or just book in yeah, general? Yeah, that... um, I'll go with um, Uncommon by Tony Dungy. I Excellent. like Tony Dungy a lot. You are in a foxhole. What three guys do you want in the foxhole for you in the fight? I'll take my dad and then I'll take my best friend, uh, Justin Porpiglia, and I'll, I'll take another one of my best friends uh, from college, my roommate from Bucknell, Nana Fallon. In the future, what do you see yourself doing? You know, hopefully the Lord gives you a long career uh, professionally, whether it's in the, the NBA or the G League or overseas. What, what's the future look like for uh, J.C. Shaw? Uh, I de- definitely have an interest in coaching. I have an interest in seeing where this H3 business could go, um, possibly, you know, becoming like a little bit of an entrepreneur type. I still have the burning passion to play. I, I want to play. And honestly, being out of the game after college for a little bit while I rehab my Achilles, now that I've gone through that and like been able to get into the G League, like it almost kind of has stoked the fire a little bit even more. So I'm all in for, the, for this playing career, and I think I can make something of it. So playing, coaching, you know, and then working with, with my little business idea, uh, our little business idea. But, uh, and another thing I have an interest in is, is like youth ministry. So I've always had an interest in like being a youth pastor or, you know, maybe not even a pastor role, but like using sports and youth as a way to spread the message of the gospel. And uh, there's a lot of avenues to try to do that. Well, we're excited for you. We're proud of you. It's it's great to see you get to this level. And I think the future is bright. And uh, I, I trust the Lord will keep blessing your efforts. Hey, any any closing thoughts before we, we uh, sign off? Make sure that you're 
investigating about your relationship with God and, and make sure your identity is secure in that because, you know, it's the things that we do in this life are are so futile when we look at eternity. So um, again, very easy to say, very hard to live it out. So uh, I just want to encourage whoever's listening out there to, um, you know, to invest in your relationship with God. And it's, it's an investment that, that you will not regret. Amen. Hey, thank you, JC Shaw. It's been a privilege to interview you. And uh, it's not hard to root for a guy like you. We, we wish you all the best in the G League and in, uh, as you enter the new chapter of fatherhood here soon. So congratulations on that. Thanks again. And uh, God bless. Thank you. We trust you were encouraged by the conversation with JC Shaw. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd ask that you subscribe to the Post Game with Paul Golden podcast. This way you'll never miss an upcoming episode. Forward this podcast to that basketball fan you know and tell others about this unique sports and faith podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for Post Game with Paul Golden.